Welcome to the Cognitive Bias Podcast. I'm your host, David Dylan Thomas, and uh, this time we're going to talk about the focusing effect. And um, this is basically when you're making a decision or making a judgment, but you consciously or unconsciously are really only focusing on one aspect and kind of ignoring all the others for like no particular reason. So an example of this would be a test they did where they asked a bunch of people, you know, are people who live in California happier or people who live in the Midwest happier? And they asked Californians this and they asked Midwesterners this and both of them answered California. And the idea is that they were focusing on things like really nice weather or um, stuff like that and kind of ignoring things like earthquakes or lower crime rates. And, uh, you know, and it's not that any one of these uh, factors would be more or less impactful. It's just that they focused on one and that one favored California. And so regardless of where they live, they said, oh, yeah, we think California is better. So it's focusing on one thing to the exclusion of all else. And again, for like no particular reason, like there's no it's not a more important factor. Um, now, there's subtle ways that, you know, you can influence decisions based on this. And this has to do with another phenomenon called anchoring. So one experiment they do is they ask someone to estimate the answer to this um, equation. What is 1 times 2 times 3 times 4 times 5 times 6 times 7 times 8? Or I can ask you, what is 8 times 7 times 6 times 5 times 4 times 3 times 2 times 1? Now, the answer to both of them is exactly the same, but if I don't give you enough time to actually do the calculation, and I've asked you to guess what is 1 times 2 times 3, if I ask you in that order with the lower numbers first, your guess is going to be much, much lower. If you try to answer it starting with 8 times 7 times 6, your answer is your guess is going to be much, much higher because I've anchored you to a larger number. So it turns out the median estimate when you try to do 1 times 2 times 3 in that order is 512. If you start with 8 times 7 times 6 and do that way, the median estimate is something like 2,250. Um, which is a big difference, right? It's a much bigger guess. Now, the actual answer is 40,320, so neither of y'all got it right. But that um, that anchoring, right, that which number you started with actually has a huge influence. Uh, there's another one where you show someone, um, like, uh, the results of, or you show them a roulette wheel, right? And it, and it stops either on a 10 or it stops on a 65, and that's, like, you know, predetermined, it's fixed. Um, and then you ask them to guess... The percentage of United Nations, this percentage of the United Nations that are African nations. And if the wheel stopped on 10, they guessed lower, or about 25%. And then if it stopped at 65, they guessed 45%, right? Now, where the roulette wheel landed has absolutely nothing to do with how many African nations are in the UN, but uh, that anchor, it has a difference. It influences your decision. Um, there's another one where you have people write down the last two digits of their social security number, and consider, are they going to pay that number for in dollars um, for some items and they don't know the actual value of? So like it, it wine or chocolate or computer equipment, like you don't know the actual how much that wine costs, but how much would you pay for it? Would you pay that, that number, the last two digits of your social security number? Then they have them actually bid on the items. And the bids for people who the last two numbers of their social security number were higher, bid, of course, higher, right? Um, and it would be between 60% and 120% higher than if you had a lower social security number. And again, your social security number has absolutely nothing to do with the value of wine, but your mind makes that connection anyway because it locked onto that anchor because it saw the social security number first. It's just crazy how impactful that is. And it's the kind of thing where it really kind of doesn't matter how smart you are. It really doesn't matter how much of an expert you are. 
It's a slight difference, but not much. And even if I tell you going into that very experiment, look, there's this thing, it's called the focusing effect, we're studying it, and if you um, bid on these items and you write down a higher social security number, you're going to bid higher. Try not to do that. Just know going in, that's going to be a thing. People still do it. It's so bad that if you offer them money and say, look, I will pay you cash money to not bid higher just because you have a higher social security number, they'll still do it. This is an insanely powerful cognitive bias. Um, and like I said, expertise really doesn't make any difference. They did a thing with real estate agents trying to estimate the value of different homes and against students. And again, they gave them a weird anchor first that would make them bid higher or lower, kind of like the social security thing. And the real estate agents fell for it just as often as the students. It really doesn't matter um, how smart you are, how much of an expert you are in a given field. And one of the big things you learn from this that, you know, maybe you can use in future negotiations, I don't know, is that the initial offer makes all the difference, right? If we're bidding on a, you know, a used car or something and I give you a ridiculously high number, I can start giving you lower numbers after that, which are still way too high, but you'll think are more reasonable. Um, another thing where this can come into effect is if you're trying to create policy, right? And you're trying to create some kind of really restrictive policy um, around birth control or something. And you start with something absolutely ridiculous saying that, oh, no, absolutely no birth control for anyone, no matter what the circumstances. Um, people will shut that down right away. But then you say, okay, you're right, just for people who live in this income bracket or something like that, which is still really pernicious, but it doesn't seem as ridiculous. And so it starts to get a little more leverage, right? Because you're comparing it not to what's reasonable, but you're comparing it to what was that initial offer, which was a ridiculous restriction. Um, so that's another way that that can be a really pernicious um, use of the bias. Um, another place where this really uh, comes into effect is when we think about money, the way we think about money and happiness that, oh, if I just won the lottery or if I, you know, uh, if I just won the lottery, I'd be so, so happy. Or if something terrible were to happen, like I were to become uh, paraplegic, I would be so, so sad. Now, this is an actual experiment, and it's for a whole other topic we'll call called hedonic adaptation, which we can talk about another time. But turns out, People who win the lottery, you measure someone's baseline happiness, and people who win the lottery and people who um, who actually become paraplegic, one year later have returned to their um, to their state of happiness, basically their happiness rating before those things happened. So they went really way up and then came back to their normal amount, or they went way down and came right back up to their you know normal amount. So basically, if you start out a sad bastard and you win the lottery, you're gonna stay a sad bastard. If you're a basically happy person and you lose the you lose the use of your legs and your arms eventually you're going to become back to being a basically happy person. Um, but we don't think that way because the anchoring effect uh, basically tells us, oh, right, culturally I'm raised to believe that money equals happiness. So of course, if I were to win the lottery, I'd be super, super happy. But when we actually rate you know, the levels of happiness of people who are making above average income, moment to moment, they're a little bit happier, but overall, they're just not. In fact, they tend to be more stressed. So I don't know what to tell you. Do not sort of um, question sort of when you're making decisions or you kind of have these these ideas about what will make you happy or what a particular policy should be. Like, don't compare it to the first thing you hear. Try to think beyond that and think of other things, other factors that might influence your decision. Question those things. That, that kind of all these episodes. That kind of seems to be the theme I keep coming back to. Is you really have to question these basic assumptions. Uh, because your mind is really good at ignoring logic <laughs> and kind of really good at ignoring like what, what, what should be, um, you know, it should be obvious that your social security number should have nothing to do with the price of wine and yet. 
So that is the focusing effect. Um, thank you for listening to another episode of the Cognitive Bias Podcast. I'm your host, David Dolan Thomas, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>